You're listening to the Next Wave Radio Network. Take a mortal man. One of the many songs you won't be hearing on the edge anymore. <laughs> you wouldn't hear that on the edge anyway. Yeah, that's more of an eagle. The edge song, was right? kind of becoming eagle light, but they still weren't playing Megadeth. But they were playing Metallica. Like they, I tuned they got in, Metallica. And I'm like, why the fuck is the edge? But like, if there was anything, the edge wasn't. It was mainstream Metallica station. <laughs> and like, whenever I'd tune in, I'd be like, what? And I'd post something in because I've worked there. Mm-hmm, like. Mm-hmm. Uh, I get some of the people that were towing the company line, oh, like, yeah. like AO, who's like, dude, it's called marketing and research. You know, just <laughs> we only play one like every other hour or something. It's just you're just just testing it. I'm like, dude, don't start with me. Mm-hmm. You, you've you been on that station for a long time. That's bullshit. Where is he he's, now? He's now on the Eagle. Midday's on the Eagle. There you go. They, they transferred him over or from the belonged. edge to the Eagle. Uh, yeah, so that was weird. Sad. 2016, man, just keeps taking away. Who died now? Oh, you're talking about that. <laughs> the, the, the Edge. Oh. 102, 102 won the Edge. Um, you know, interesting for me, mm. it's the second is time. Is it interesting, in, Joe? Yeah. No, it really is. <laughs> uh, I'm using it in the proper context uh, because I worked on the 102.1 signal before when it was Q102, mm. another station that had 25 plus years of, of history and then got killed off because of, you know, corporate radio. Mm-hmm. And then they gave that signal to a station called Sunny. Uh, and then they moved. Uh, oh no, it wasn't Sunny. Like it Corleone. Was, it or was one of those. No, it was just. A, it was a soft rock station. Oh, okay. Like the weather. Oh. Um, I imagine they had a a, a, a jingle like. I'm gonna let you. I'll let you finish FM. the story. I'll let you finish it. No, no. I just. I'm. I'm. I'm adding color. Color commentary. You are racist. <laughs> you are racist. <laughs> the room needs a little color, frankly. All right. So no. Uh, then. It became a jam and oldie station, mm. and then they traded the signal mm-hmm. with the Edge, which was 94.5 at the time. That's right. And had a really poor footprint. Uh, and so the Edge got 102.1. Now here's the Edge, a, a station with a legacy mm-hmm. over 25 years. Killed off. What What do you think the future of radio will hold? The internet, us, Joe. That's the future of radio. No, no, and I don't mean it like that. I mean the actual signals, the frequencies that are still because it's still valuable. It's still it's, it's, there are million billions. One would say of devices that are able you can't to stop tune the into signal, this. Joel. You can't stop the signal. Well. <laughs> uh, but I'm just saying, I, I I had an idea, and maybe I shouldn't even talk about it. On you shouldn't because someone's going to steal it. There's probably already something like it. But uh, what if there were like a radio? <laughs> what station? if it was radio? But satellite. <laughs> <laughs> Gold. That's beer. It's like printing money. Where you could you could curse and charge right. subscription fees. But just don't tr- drive through tunnels. <laughs> I know, right? Mm-hmm. Or under any heavy trees. Yeah, yeah. No foliage. And yeah. Which uh, is, no, what was the rest of your... I was just going to say, like, I, I, I always thought it'd be cool to kind of do a little merging. So, like, what if there were a website and uh, the users controlled the music that was being played? And so you could, like, oh. vote up the songs. And so it was almost just like a continuous... Uh, user-generated playlist 
that then people could tune into and you They've could choose to participate like or have, you could choose to just tune in and they listen. They have stuff like that. People are doing things sure like that. Sure they do, but it's all either it's all either internet or it's yeah. it's you know there's it's, no this is it's not like being, a merging it's of not being broadcast on terrestrial stations. I think it's a great idea. Exactly. No, Joel, it's your idea, so that means it's a fantastic <laughs> idea. <laughs> thank thank you. I didn't want to, I'm trying to be modest here, Joe. <laughs> tea has gone cold, I'm wondering why. God, all that just to get to mm-hmm. thank you. Mm-hmm. I want to thank you. That is a that is a, a deep pull. Yeah, from Dido. The L is silent. Uh-huh. <laughs> so stupid. Hey, happy Thanksgiving. Happy early Thanksgiving. Happy early Thanksgiving to you. Do you have any fun plans? Um, any unfun maybe plans? Maybe buying a house. Oh, oh, yes. Yeah. Why wow, does that happen on Thanksgiving I, Day? I don't know. I don't remember that happening with like the pilgrims. Well, yeah, it did kind of happen kind with of pilgrims. Did, <laughs> they did. They just, they just burned took, some teepees to some the some other ground. people's teepee? <laughs> For my bunghole? For your bunghole. Uh, yeah, that is. Thanksgiving is all about <laughs> the pilgrims getting Misappropriation. a Misappropriation. Yes. yes, this is ours now. <laughs> we'll trade you these shiny trinkets. <laughs> and they weren't doing anything with it anyway. <laughs> Hey man, just they got all those cool casinos now. <laughs> if we would have just let them naturally progress, those casinos would have been built much sooner. That's Is that right. what you're saying? Yes. Yeah. Uh, uh, <laughs> I feel like there's a gold bloom in here somewhere. There's a gold bloom everywhere. And I Joel. just give a, there's a go in the in the smile of every child, <laughs> in the hearts of every baby. <laughs> <laughs> this is the Editing Bay on the Next Wave Radio Network. My name is Joe. Mine's Joel. And this is where we come to talk about movies. Sometimes yeah. they're good movies, sometimes they're bad movies. Uh, no matter what the case, every week we will watch a movie and then come back here and talk about it and analyze it with each other and with you, our lovely Editing Bay listeners, who we invite to take part in the conversation. If you go to Facebook in the search function, put in the Editing Bay, there's going to be a little image with a woman with bleeding eyes. Ugh. That's us. Click on that, and that's where you can talk back to us and uh, let us know what you think about the movie that we're talking about. Uh, any given week. In addition to Facebook, Joe, I might as well take the opportunity to mention our Twitter handle, which is at the Editing Bay. Uh, and for quite some time, I've been looking for the 150th follower. And Joe, we now have it. Holy shit! We have a winner. Actually, we we had a couple of winners because I'm confused as to how. All right, so Lauren Burnson. No, no, it's not. No, no, it's not. These are legit people from other states that okay. I don't know. And actually, one of them is a celebrity, Kevin Lamell. No, a, a real celebrity, <laughs> a not surreal just celebrity amongst us. <laughs> this is surreal. <laughs> it's Gary Coleman. Is our 150? No, <laughs> I was about to say for real. Remember he's the surreal dead. life? Wasn't he on that <laughs> How show? How the fuck is he doing that? The surreal. Hey, he's, he's everywhere. He's passed away. Mm-hmm. He's in the heart of every child. <laughs> the smile of every baby. <laughs> uh, no, um. So I, I keep my little desktop Twitter app open. Desktop? Desktop Twitter app. And um, it told me we had a 150th follower. But then when you went to the to the website, like logged into Twitter.com and I went to our account, it told me that a different person was the 150th follower. So I was uh, I was uh, perplexed. I was uh, in a conundrum. Bamboozled. And other big words. Hoodwinked. <laughs> Did you land on Plymouth Rock? <laughs> and uh, so I, I wasn't... Plymouth sure. Rock! Landed it on us. <laughs> wasn't sure who to give it to. Happy so. Thanksgiving. Damn it. <laughs> oh, that well, was around that time, wasn't it? <laughs> Plymouth? Yeah, yeah, that's where they landed. That's exactly right. <laughs> that's pretty much exactly it. No, no, but I'm... So- oh, never mind. Um, where was I going with this? You're so t- congratulations to our 150th Twitter followers. Oh, our, who's the celebrity? Well, one, well, I'll get to that. But our our, our first winner is uh, at the real Lil Ed. Which uh, Lil Ed is a is a musician. He's a DJ, I guess. Is uh, this the celebrity? That you're no, he no. But the real celebrity, <laughs> if you do, you won't know the name. I'm, I'm, I'm really, really teeing fine, it up like fine it's, uh, it's Ed O'Neill, like the <laughs> l- real Lil Ed. No, it's <laughs> not that Ed. It'd be awesome. Uh, it is uh, James Kyson is the actor's name. 
you might know him as Ando from Heroes. He was uh Oh yeah. He- Hero. Hero's Hero's buddy. Hero's buddy Ando. He was I liked him better of mm-hmm. the two. I did too. I did too. And I think they started to give him like his own arc in season two. I wouldn't <laughs> know because I fucking tuned out halfway through that piece of shit. But the first one uh, is great and uh, he's still a working actor and I guess a listener? Maybe. Yeah. But uh, he followed our Twitter handle that and is, uh, hopefully is, he's I, listening. What an honor. I thought so too. So, so does he win something too? He will also win something. Holy shit. Probably doesn't need it. Probably getting some... <laughs> Nice we should we should send him a copy of Heroes. <laughs> That's what Here's the box set starring you. So congratulations. Just, just in case you missed out on this little cinematic, this television gem. So congratulations to our Twitter followers, Little Ed and uh, James Kyson. I will uh, be PMing you separately, and uh, we'll let you pick a little prize from the prize pack. Man, James Kyson. So thanks for listening. And you remember too. when he got knocked out by James Buster Douglas? Mm, no, I don't remember it's that. Mike Tyson. Oh, James I get it. James Kyson. Kyson. J- James Kyson's punch yes. out. Yes, James McAvoy. That's what we'll say. James Kyson's punch out. <laughs> That'd be great. That would be awesome. Change the game entirely. <laughs> Just get like Just... an image from Heroes of him on the cover. <laughs> oh, that would be badass. Just whip something up. Anyway, uh, so t-shirt. follow us on uh, at the Editing Bay because we'll do it again for the 200th follower. That's right. Thanks, everybody. Uh, thank you. All right, guys. Next yeah, week. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so it's Thanksgiving week. Yes, it is. And this was your pick. This was my pick. I like to do something seasonal. As I mentioned last year, we did uh, Dutch starring the aforementioned Ed, Ed O'Neill. O'Neill. How about that? Was that intentional or just... No, okay. just, just serendipitous. And uh, this year, uh, I don't know. Did you know that this movie was about Thanksgiving before I teed it up <clears throat> as such? No. I didn't either. It had been on my list. Netflix had just added it. And then I was reading the description because I was torn as to, to what film to do. And uh, I think the description was like, uh, you know, a, a new college student brings home uh, a miscreant. Brings home a moron. Mm-hmm, pretty much. Uh, for Thanksgiving. Uh-huh. Oh, man, I was like, damn, sold. Also, because I had seen this movie in theaters. Not sure about yourself. Nope. Hadn't seen it in theaters. No. Nope. No Desire was not a Polly Shore fan. You know what? Mm. It's At one point when I was younger, I, I was a, a Polly Shore fan. Yeah. I look back on it now and I wonder... What the fuck was that all about? Sign of the Times. I, I had that same thought as I was watching this film. This film, by the way, is entitled Son-in-Law. Son-in-Law was his first feature film? No, no, second. Because they reference Encino Man in it. They this. do, which is weird to yeah. see uh, Brendan Fraser. Fraser or Fraser? And this isn't the first time they did this. Like, Brendan Fraser also shows up in um, in the army now. Yeah? He does. I never saw that one. Yeah, as, as Link... The same the character same he shows character? up as the same was character. He wearing the same uh, like it was some s- weird thing where like sleeveless vest. They just so they were like Marvel Cinematic Universeing <laughs> Pauly Shore's movies. They were, they were, yeah, they were ahead of their time, <laughs> and it just never took off. Unfortunately, no, sure didn't. You would think under the the the, the firepower of the yeah, of such the, a the star of Pauly Shore like Pauly Shore, <laughs> who uh, surely has staying power, but unfortunately he has stain power. <laughs> Because he's the visa. Don't stop it. Stop oh, it. Oh, come on. I remember doing that a lot better when I was younger, too. Like, Everybody I, was I started doing it. doing it, and I was like, the And I'm like, whoa, wait. <laughs> I used to be able to do this. Now, now I sound like my father when he would try to do it. <laughs> and I'm like, Dad, you sound horrible. You Don't are. Do You're the old dad now who's trying to be hip with what the kids are watching. I know, right? Mm. And that's why. Why'd you do that like Bill Cosby? I don't know. Theo and Rudy. <laughs> there was a Theo in this movie. That's right. So why don't you break this down for us a little bit? Break it down. Here we go. Bam, so, bam, bam. 1993, Pauly Shore is a rising star on MTV. How did he do that every time? How did we know Pauly? Did he have a TV show? Is that what it was? He was a stand-up comic. His mom owned like one of those comedy clubs in in California. Yeah, and so from there he just kind of like got involved. Like maybe he was a showbiz kid, 
and yeah, he became like a VJ on on a vagina on <laughs> on, on MTV. Is that, did he have his own show? I can't remember. He I just had remember kind him. of like a short little like. You know how Carson Daly had TRL and right. stuff? Like, he kind of had a little something, but he was mostly the dude that showed up when they did, like, you know, spring break, MTV spring break. Uh-huh. And they, like, kept tossing it to all the other VJs, like, throughout the hour. Like, hey, it's oh, Polly Shore, yeah. though. Hey, it's Polly Shore. I'm over here by the beach, buddy. <laughs> hey, that's pretty good. <laughs> nice. Um, and he was just kind of a moron. But yeah, but he was something kind of, he was something kind of fresh. In mm-hmm. that age of MTV, where it was all like Kurt Loder and uh, like everybody yeah. getting a little too fucking serious Bunch about old shit, dudes. Exactly. and so you kind of dug this dude. He he did reek of youth, and you're like, all right, cool. That's the only way I can describe. Like the only way I can explain away why even I at the time was like, oh yeah, I like this. Paul he did. Shore he guy. had his and he had kind of his own language, and of course he was the weasel. But he would talk about grindage and grubbage and just adding an age to any word. Yeah, kind of like Philip Seymour Hoffman in Twister. Thank you. I was just gonna say. I, th- I think he was he was channeling his inner Paul. <laughs> Wait, (laughs) that Philip Seymour, a great actor, Philip Seymour Hoffman, would be like, what is my motivation for this character? (laughs) I think it's Polly Shore. It's the weasel. I think it's the... I think it's the weasel. <laughs> I kind of wish Pauly Shore would channel his inner Philip Seymour Hoffman right about idiot. now. I'm a fucking idiot. <laughs> <laughs> Rest in peace. Yes, Pauly Shore. P- <laughs> Rest in peace. Uh, but, you know, he was he was the new hotness at the time. And uh, I guess MTV... Uh, well, this is before MTV Pictures because this is, what, a, a universal film? This is a Hollywood Pictures. Hollywood Pictures. Second Hollywood Pictures film we've done in two weeks. What was the other one? Judge Dredd. Oh, really? Yes. Oh, well, they just cranked out a bunch of stinkers, didn't they? Yeah, they did, especially back through 1993 through 97. <laughs> when they were in <laughs> existence. When they were in existence, they're like, oh, yeah, we're going to make this movie. It didn't quite work out for them. No, huh? I think they made The Mask, too. Oh, I like The Mask. No, The Mask, too. No, I'm kidding. Oh, oh. No, I think they oh, I think The Mask also. I think they, they did, did the do a direct-to-DVD sequel. Son of the Mask, mask Jamie Kennedy. They? Oh, my God. I, Nothing says successful sequel like Jamie Kennedy. I fucking hate Jamie Kennedy, dude. Dude. Never a fan. Never a fan. There, uh, There's a buddy that I used to work with who hates Jamie Kennedy, too. Mm-hmm. Kind of for the same reason why I hate Pauly Shore. Oh, yeah? Why? Mm-hmm. We'll get into that later. Oh, intro- oh yeah. there's a story behind There's a behind-the-music on Pauly Shore. Did you meet him? Uh, indirectly. Oh, well, let's get into that now. Why? Why, why are you burying the lead? Because I'm going to make people listen to the end. <laughs> people don't listen to the end. The minute we start doing to plugs, the end. let's listen to people, the end. People, uh, why, though, why are you ruining this flow? I'm saying because who's driving this? All right, here we go. So, son-in-law, 1993. <laughs> it is rudderless. There's no Paul <laughs> Rudd in this film. It is rudderless. <laughs> but it's Paulie Shoreful. And <laughs> I'm Shoreful thing. That we watched it because uh, I saw this in theaters, and I remember like I was kind of on the Polly Shore high back then, and I was I, I remember coming away with good feelings, good feelings about this film. I uh-huh. thought it was it was sweet, it was cute, it was quaint. You got to see him do his thing, but at the same time, it had a little bit of heart. And I don't know about you, I, I know he, uh, he's probably an ass. He probably rode on the coattails of his mom, and maybe shouldn't have been as successful as he was. Yeah, slash is. Uh-huh. Uh huh. But um, I was something kind of lovable about him. Yeah, wouldn't you say? I don't know. You would not say I, that. I would not say that. Because you know something, Joe, that I don't. <laughs> you know right. the it's, real it's a mystery. Polly Shore. I do know. I know a little bit of the real Polly Shore. Well, let's hear it. God damn it. You can't. All right. All right. We'll, we'll can't save stop it the later. signal. We'll save it. We'll no, save it. We, now this is the second time. 1993. So we're into this. Rated PG-13. So a few years back. $20 million uh, budget. I was, you know, I was on the air. Box working office. In radio. $36 and, million. Uh, 22% on Rotten Tomatoes with critics, but uh, actually 58% audience. Uh, who, where are we going? Well, you said you wanted to save it till the end. But, so I'm just... but you brought it back into it, so well, here I go. I'll give you a second shot. Here I go again on, on my own. own. 
I'm going so down the only road. this is back when Lex and Terry was on the edge, and uh, they had and well, they had a part-time assistant, mm-hmm. um, and her name was God. What was her name? Whoa, they, here they, she comes. They called her Biscuit. That was her nickname. Was Biscuit. Mm, uh, and right now, I can't remember her her first name for the life of was me. Was she attractive? She was. She for, was cute for radio standards. And the thing was, like, we would run into each other every morning when I came into work. Mm-hmm. I'd, she'd, I'd run into her. She maybe didn't have her card or whatever, rode up in the elevator with me. And we got to talking and really started getting along. And, like, you know, on breaks, she would come into my studio and we'd mm. kind of chat it up and talk for a little bit. And then, like, I'd go on down to her office between breaks and we'd, we'd talk. And uh, and so yeah, one night I down. asked her. Slow down, like, Joe. I was like, hey, what are you doing this weekend? What are you doing mm. t- uh, tomorrow night? She's like, nothing. I don't have any plans. You were like, I'd like to sop you up with a biscuit. Yeah, that's mm. right. Uh, and so in, in would. Inwood was doing a midnight movie uh, of, I can't remember what they were doing. I think they were doing like Army of Darkness or something. Uh, and so I asked her, I was like, hey, do you want to go to the midnight movie with me? We're going to go, some friends and I, we're going to go see like Army of Darkness. It's yeah. kind of a stupid movie. She's like, and she goes, I love that movie. Whoa. Yeah. She's, I love that movie. Yes. Rare. I would love to go. That would be right. so fun. Chick was India. So the next She's morning. She's willing to lie to you about that. The next morning. Must have been India. We're, um, I'm listening because I'll listen to the show and stuff. Pauly Shore was on. Oh. And so I'm listening, and Polly Shore starts hitting on her. Uh-huh. Of course, on the show, and then I really don't mind too much about. It. I'm like, all right, you know, this happens, mm-hmm. and usually it's just a bit for air. Uh oh. He asks her, "What are you doing tonight?" Uh oh. And they're like, "Oh yeah, she can't go with <gasps> you. She's got a date tonight." Oh. And she's like, "Yeah." And he's like, "Who you got a date with? What's no. going on?" His name, his name's Joe. And I hear like Lex and Terry go, "Joe, Joe, who?" And she's like, "Joe." And he's like. And I hear Lex go, oh, yeah, Joe down the hall. Yeah, he's all right. We worked with him over at Q102. Uh, he's, he's fine. What are you guys doing tonight? She's like, we're going we're gonna to go see a movie. And they're like, Polly Shore's like, a movie? You got to come to my show. Come to my show. You got to come on out. You should come on out. Mm. She fucking broke off plans of with course, me to go to Polly Shore's show. Well, it's the weasel. You don't turn down the weasel. Mm-hmm. Do you know uh, what happened that night? I know enough of mm-hmm. what happened that mm-hmm. night. I can, I can guess. Yep. And the so weasel. fuck you, Polly Shore, he man. Weaseled his way into her. Fuck you, Polly Shore, man. Yeah, that's a pretty shitty move. Well, a, I mean, it's a shitty move. That's the that's the move of like a spoiled child who's kind of had everything handed to him, and like I'm gonna take what I want. Yeah, and he did. Well, and, sorry, dude. And so that's what Jamie Kennedy did to another friend of mine. Almost Ew. the same. Almost the same exact thing. This was a new part timer that Lex and Terry had, and she was like, you know, she she and this guy were like flirting around, you know, mm-hmm. my buddy and and she were getting along with each other, and he had made plans that were going to go out and do some stuff, and Jamie Kennedy came in, same exact story. That's like, not it was cool. So ridiculous. You know what though? That's how much of that is on her though, because she, they're star fuckers. Uh, oh, absolutely. Not to paint with a general brush, but uh, general, general brush. brush. But uh, she probably was attracted to work in radio station because wanted to be around fame. Yeah, people. wanted you know, to be, see yeah. some famous people, and here, all oh, finally, somebody's showing me some attention. How old was she? Probably early twenties, in, in, in a mid twenties, maybe yeah, exactly. early mid twenties. That's, that's the move of mid twenties people who yeah. uh, are, are star fuckers. Uh huh. So you can't. No, I can't. I'm putting it more on her. Oh, I can blame them both. Okay, 60, fuck Paulie Shore. All right, yeah, Paulie Shore, man, doing that to a dude he doesn't know. That's not cool. It's not cool, man. Mm-hmm. Fuck off, Paulie Shore. Yeah. So son-in-law, I really enjoyed him in son-in-law. Yeah, <laughs> when he wasn't fucking uh, other people's girlfriends, although he kind of was, wasn't kind of, he? Kind of was. He did the same move he did in real life. Joel Every, Gugino. I know I've said this before about mm-hmm. movies that we've watched, and I'm going to say it again. Mm-hmm. This movie's kind of about all the worst people. 
Yeah. Like, they're all horrible people. Yeah. You've got this Travis guy who's cheating on Carla Gugino like a minute after she moves off to go to school. Well, and we can assume had been cheating even while she was there because uh, poor, Car- poor Carla Gugino, she's a farm girl, right? She lives uh-huh. with her family. They all live in a big house. Just a small town girl. <laughs> doom, doom, doom. Living doom, in doom, a lonely doom. world. Doom, doom, doom. She doom, took doom, a midnight doom. train going doom, doom, anywhere. Doom, doom. And that anywhere was to University of Northern California? Yeah. Southern California? No, not USC. Yunk. Yeah. <laughs> Unk. Uh, and, um, but, uh, but yeah, before that, she, she's uh, dating Travis, and she won't put out because, you know, she's chaste. She's, she has self-respect. A little yes. thing called self-respect, Joe. She's not just going to give it up to anybody. She wants to save herself from marriage. What you want? But, Maybe uh, I got it. But uh, Travis. What you need? She's got a little. <laughs> you know I got it. All I'm asking. <laughs> for a little respect. Just a little bit. Baby. Just a little bit. R-E-S-P-E-C-T. So Carla Gugino, uh, oh, 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 Tiffany Amber Thiessen, we should mention, of Saved by the Bell. Kelly Kapowski. Fame, that's right. Uh, is, uh, is is the girl on the side, shall we say, that, uh, yeah. that Travis uh, takes a shining to. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I see, and I interpreted it as that was happening all along. That was happening way before she went off to college. You know, she was a, a, a girl who had very little self-esteem. Uh, oh, and Tiffany Amber Thiessen? Yeah, the Tiffany yeah. Amber Thiessen, the Tracy character. The, I, I like very little self-esteem, so she was letting this guy, who obviously was like big shit in high school. Yeah, well, we know that, Joe, because he's always wearing he's his always Letterman wearing his jacket. jacket. Like a year after he's graduated, <laughs> he's still wearing his Letterman jacket. Uh-huh. Uh, in yeah, every scene. Here, um, here she is. She's like, are you going to come by later? Like he knows, she knows he's like into this girl mm-hmm. and is going to propose to this girl, but she's still like... But are you going to come on by like this? It's kind of sad. There's a part of me that felt bad for her. Like she didn't. And it's weird. Like usually in stories like this, I'm like, what a malicious, horrible person. Right. Instead, I just kind of felt bad for her. Yeah. You, you really do feel for her at the end. Yeah. And then she gets invited to the Thanksgiving she dinner along with dinner. everybody else. Yeah. That's right. Sit next to the fat redheaded kid. <laughs> from, from the uh, Green Mile. Or. Uh, or no, mile. no. The, the Big Green. Oh, the Sandlot. The Sandlot. I I, see, I was thinking of. That. What's the Big Green? It's the Steve Gutenberg soccer movie that Disney made. Okay. To, to basically bank off of that kid's success. Success in the Sandlot. Yeah, that guy was great. Yeah, he was all right. Mm-hmm. He's still around. He's, he was still yeah. sport. We that remember. Curly red we hair. remember him <laughs> fondly. <laughs> Rest in peace. Rest in peace, fat redhead kid. Philip Seymour Hoffman and <laughs> R.I.P. Whatever P- that. P.S.L. S.H. P.S.L. P.S.H. 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 Oh, Hoffman. Philip Seymour Hoffman. A lot, of, uh, <laughs> lot of pumpkin spice lattes. So P.S.L. It just rolled right <laughs> off the tongue. Hey, man, get it while you can. No, that's okay. No, not a fan of no, the pumpkin spice not, latte? Not really, no. Mm, is it the Starbucks that you're, uh, you're... No, I just, I'm not... I like pumpkin pie. Mm-hmm. That's Who pretty doesn't? much it. Yes, because you're a human and you have taste buds. That's pretty much it. You should have... Oh, really? Yeah, I'm Oh, not... dude, I'm pumpkin everything. I'm pumpkin can, I'm pumpkin ice cream. Pumpkin iron? Pumpkin... <laughs> <laughs> that's not that funny. I should not be laughing no, at it. No, it's hilarious. It's pretty funny. <laughs> Pumpkin and anything that's like pumpkin scented or flavored, I'm I'm all about it, man. I can't give me enough pumpkin. Ironically, though, not a big fan of actual pumpkin. Pumpkin butter. Uh, what about uh, pumpkin bread? Pumpkin bread. Are you gonna? Are you start to? Go, you can become Bubba. <laughs> <of> pumpkin. <laughs> pumpkin shrimp. Pumpkin salad. <laughs> pumpkin Creole. Pumpkin Creole. <laughs> fried pumpkin. Ooh, fried pumpkin. Is that something they have at the state fair? I'm in. <laughs> they probably should. somebody get on that, please. Chicken fried pumpkin pie. So uh, PSL PSH rest PSH. In peace. R-I-P-P-S-H. <laughs> E-B-C. Easy as one, two, three. Uh, I'm telling you, R-I-P-P-S-H. <laughs> Philip Seymour Hoffman, baby, rest in peace now. Okay. R-I-P to me too. Because it's Michael, because he's dead. I get it. You get it? I, I got it. Okay. 
We're a little punch drunk here. Pumpkin drunk. Pumpkin drunk. I wish I were pumpkin mm-hmm. drunk. Ooh, they do pumpkin have pumpkin ale. beer. Pumpkin beer. Butter beer. All the pumpkins. All the pumpkins. All the single pumpkins. All the single pumpkins. All the single pumpkins. All the single pumpkins. Uh oh. Uh oh. Uh oh. Now put your hands up. <laughs> Pauly Shore is also, uh, now that I've heard that story, he's a little rapey in this film. At yeah. least at the beginning when they're going around college and he's got that camera that's always trained yeah, he's like on always filming some new young hotness. And in fact, he even says something about like fresh meat. Like freshman meat. Yeah. Eat. Eat. <laughs> he's like the uh, the prisoners from Shawshank Redemption. <laughs> When poor, uh, <laughs> he's like a, fresh, a fresh, ma- a magical Negro. Oh no, wait! I'm thinking no. of the other Stephen <laughs> that's, King. That's the Green Mile. That's the Green Mile. Not to be confused with the Green Room, <laughs> or, or the Big Green, the Big Green, uh, or the Sandlot. <laughs> but he, uh, yeah, he's got the camera, or the Green Lantern, checking him out. <laughs> or uh, I couldn't defeat the evil ball. <laughs> What do you think of that film, The Green Mile? The, oh, <laughs> The Green Lantern? No. It's shit. No, we know that's The crappy. Green Mile? I I like it. They uh, were showing that on TV the other I day. Think I think I like it. Okay. Mm-hmm. I like it a lot because it was so true to the novellas. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I don't know if that's why I liked it as much as You're I did. You're a big Stephen King fan. Huge Stephen King fan. Mm-hmm. Um, by the way, recording this on the anniversary of John F. Kennedy's death... Uh, the oh, assassination. shit, it is, yeah. isn't it? 1122. Uh, and uh, if you haven't checked out 1122.63, check out that series. Is it good? Man. Yeah, it's some good stuff. It's different from the book, uh, from what I've seen. I still haven't finished it. Sarah's oh, really? finished it. Uh, but I've watched like the first half of it. James Franco in that? Stuff. Yes, James Franco. Uh, Hulu original. And, uh, and Julio Franco. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, no. Uh, I think it's Netflix. Or is it Hulu? Mm, I think Maybe it's, Hulu. it's Hulu. I would have seen it I by I think now. you're right. Mm-hmm. I think you might be correct about that one. <laughs> but big Stephen King fan, and everything they did, uh, I think it was, um, was it Darabont? Who, yes, Frank did Darabont. Mm-hmm. He did The Green Mile? It was like right after Shawshank, or that was his next big film after Shawshank Redemption, And it right? was so true to the book. Like everything I imagined from mm-hmm. reading the novellas was exactly what happened in the movie. Nice. And I liked that, but I feel like if I go back and watch it, I wonder if I'll like it as much. Because I watched it like right after finishing the novellas. Oh, and really? So everything was so fresh. No, oh, that's nice. So I'm wondering if I would like it as much the next time around. Uh, I was As I was watching it again, I, I it was coming back to me, but I just remember it being fairly... It was so brutal. Yeah. And just dark. And it's like, we've already seen one Stephen King, Frank Darabont prison movie, uh-huh. and it's far superior, and it came out two years ago. It's and I, I, so good. I wonder if, if I would have liked Green Mile more had Shawshank... Redemption never <laughs> had dead red dead, red dead redemption. Red dead redemption never existed. That's also a really good story. Exactly. Uh, what did you think about Darabont's The Mist? Mm, I, uh, there you go. Another Stephen King adaptation. Uh-huh. Yeah. I uh, I really like that film, but fuck you to the ending of that film, dude. But Big that's fuck but you. that is the point of the movie. It is, is that kind of, that ending? Like just that you know you can't the knife. you can't expect the worst just because uh-huh. you can't see what's what's next. You can't just expect the worst. You have to just have faith. And and I don't know. I mean, that might be something that I'm taking from the movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, it may not be like the, the point. But I kind of feel like that they were lost. They, they were lost. They didn't know. They were stuck in a mist. Not just a physical mist, but they didn't know. A they were so confused. Mm-hmm. Uh, and just, yeah, dude, to be Tom Jane at the end of that movie. Uh, just no, no bullets left. Heart-wrenching. And just, oh, my God. Mm. Uh, but the whole film. And what's cool is the fact that it's got this this awesome tie-in to the Dark Tower. Oh, uh, does it? Which quite literally, Is like that the very the beginning of the, the very beginning in? of the movie, mm-hmm. uh, he's painting a picture, and it's Roland. 
from the Dark Tower. I don't know anything about Dark Tower. Oh so my gosh, this is all lost on me. Should I give you a little bit of education since we're not going to? Oh, since we're not talking about the uh, Son-in-Law movie. Well, weren't they? In... <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, here's the thing, though. Aren't they making a series of Dark they've, Tower? They've got the first Dark Tower movie. I don't know if it's going to be a series. I have no idea what they're doing with it. I think they're releasing this movie uh-huh. as kind of a litmus test, mm. um, and then from there, going to see what happens. Well, then don't spoil it for me or the audience. Okay, uh, we, I won't. We already spoil things that have happened. We, okay. we should not get into spoiling things that have then not I, yet happened. I'll just tell you this. The Mist mm. has a direct connection to the Dark Tower right, story. Well, now I'm, now I'm intrigued. Yeah. I'll look into it. Yes, sir. Am I going to be as pissed off at that movie as well? The Dark Tower? Mm-hmm. If they do all of it and you get to the very end, yeah. you, you might be well, pissed. That's Stephen King for you. You might get pissed off, no. but it's a... Goddamn good story. All right, I'll go along for the ride. Yeah. I'll be some Stephen King. Cool. Uh, what are we doing next week? <laughs> <laughs> no, um, yes, so all the way back to Son in Law. 1993. Cut that part out, Jeff. Cut that part out. So, what is her name? Carla Gugino. Rebecca. Carla Gugino, who, what would you know her from? I know her from Watchmen, I know her from the Spy Kids movies. Um, Pretty much anything was, Robert Rodriguez is doing. You know what? The first movie I remembered seeing her in Not this was one? this Nick Cage movie called Snake Eyes. Oh, is she in that? Who is she in that? She's the female lead. Okay, there you go. Yes. Uh, well, that was after this, though, wasn't it? No. Yeah, yeah. It was It was significantly Joey, after Had this. you not seen this movie? No. No. Oh, you were so soiled by Pauly Shore that... Uh... I've seen Encino Man. Okay. I've seen In the Army Now. Mm, forgot about that one. Biodome. Biodome, I love. Oof. For different reasons. Uh, and... Wasn't he like in House Party, like in the first House Party movie with the pajama jammy jam? No, that's the second one. Oh, House Party Two, pajama jammy jam. Then I don't know. Uh, is that I the think, subtitle? I think I think it is. Or the sub. Uh, I just remember that's in the trailer. He's like, "Let's have a pajama jammy jam." I do too. Never saw it. Uh, <laughs> why am I not surprised? They didn't show that in Beeville. <laughs> Listen, I watched uh, UMTV Raps on Saturday morning, and that's about as uh, off color as I got. Uh, no, I was off color. <laughs> that's. Or, 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 or Encore, I there guess. There you go, Encore. As, uh, as, it, as it were. Encore. Yeah. So, uh, no, this, this movie, um, I don't think that I can say that I enjoyed it as much as you did. Really? Interesting. Yeah. And, and it's hard to say like whether or not my personal... I think uh, so. My personal feelings about Polly Shore tainted my experience watching this movie. But I didn't I didn't like it. Like I didn't find it funny. It's basically, guess who's coming to dinner? Yeah. Um, with... A moron. With a moron. <laughs> but he's kind of lovable that, in this. It's not that he's like, it's a white man with a black family. No. Or a black man with a white family. It's a fucking it's, moron. Yeah, it's a, here's farmers and uh, here's one of the most deplorable people. This is one of my problems with it. Mm-hmm. Is that it takes so long just to get to the point where we do the whole fish out of water thing. Mm-hmm. Like, I think it's probably a good 25 it minutes. It is, before she even comes back home. Before she comes back home. But... And, like... One of the things that, that tells me that she's one of the worst people ever in this movie <laughs> is when her boyfriend calls her and he's like, oh, hey, but I just, I'll be there tomorrow. Hey, I love you. She's already uh, forgotten me too. about him. Yeah, she's totally forgotten she's about him. not even going to say it. Now, granted, he's a horrible person too. Right. But she doesn't know this yet. Mm-hmm. So what the fuck, man? Like, if you're not into this dude, if you're not interested, if he's going to say I love you and you're like, ah, uh, yeah, me too. Also. Then fucking man up. I'm a little confused as to the timeline here because we, we start the film like on graduation day. It's uh-huh. like the end of May. The, the family's all day. <laughs> the family's all day. That's Independence Day. Uh, no. The, We're going to fight to survive. <laughs> Today is our graduation, graduation day. day. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, ha- <laughs> happy you. graduation. You do plan on having aliens you did in your alien movie. Plan on having uh, diplomas at your graduation. <laughs> This graduation day, the family's all there. We're introduced to her and, and uh, Lane. What's his lame name? Lane, Lane Kiffin. Sm- Lane Smith. Lane Smith. Right. What? The actor's name. Oh, the, is, the uh, actor who pa- plays Travis? Pa Kent. No, oh. I'm talking about the father. from. You know uh, who I know him from. Lois and Clark. I know him Not from my cousin Vinny. He was the... the uh, is he pros- the judge? He was the prosecutor. He's the prosecutor. Yeah. Lane Smith. I love that guy. He just I- got- identical. Oh, that's the same guy, yeah, isn't it? That's him. I love him. Or loved him because yeah. he's now Rest. no longer with us. R.I.P. P.S.H. L.K. and uh, LK. or L. L. Whatever your name is, not Pa Kent. Lane. I think it's Lane Smith. L.S. We're gonna go with that. Uh, oh, there it is. Right. Yep. Lane Smith. Look at me doing my research. That's pretty good, man. Thank you, sir. Because he doesn't look like a Lane. I. He doesn't look like a Lane. I would think he's more of a George <laughs> or a Jerry. Or a Jerry. Or maybe even a Cosmo. Sometimes a Cosmo. Mm-hmm. Only on Saturdays. Uh, uh, Lane Smith. So we, we see the whole family there. It's graduation day. And then the next thing we know, we're cut to this, this scene in the barn with uh, Travis and, and uh, Rebecca. And we almost got boob. Yeah, a little bit of uh, some side boob. He's going. He's doing the, the animal crackers move yeah. from Armageddon. Yes, he's he is. slowly undoing the blouse. Moving southward. <laughs> towards the plains the plains below that's right uh, <laughs> no <laughs> rules just right <laughs> oi and <laughs> <Is that> the <laughs> energizer commercial that's right man what was his name groucho no um, no no that was jacko um, jacko jacko the energizer that's right it'll surprise you <laughs> last longer than all the rest but not like that uh, commercial series <laughs> Anyway, so uh, he's 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 starting to get some. Travis is trying to trying to move southward, and that's where he says, uh, or that's where she says, "I'm saving myself." Not not quite yet. She's like, "Not just it's make the out time isn't more. right." He's like, "When's it going to be right? You leave tomorrow." Yeah, so he's leaving tomorrow. So is like, is she starting college in summer? Like, I guess like a or, summer semester. Kind or did of thing? we just pass through like three months, and now we're just supposed to know that it's it's August or it's summer or it's September, and she's she's going away to college? Joel, that's a great question. That I is think a great. That's question. something that the producers of this film didn't really think of. They were just like, fuck it. Chuck it. Football. <laughs> That's, they were just going like, let's do this. We, they're like, we don't have all day. Let's get into the story. Well, then why and now you... let's waste 20 minutes so why of her are, in a dorm. Why are they even starting at graduation day? Why don't we just start the story? She's going away to college. Here's my boyfriend. We were, we're high school sweethearts. Hey man, but I haven't consummated. I wish I knew. Mm-hmm. Well, anyway, uh, so that part was confusing. And then uh, so as, as far as other timeline discrepancies go... So, we're supposed to believe, because she goes away, and this is her first semester, right? So, when does the first semester start? Right after Labor Day. Yeah. Sometimes maybe before, but uh, you got the month of September. And so, we see her introduced to this this dorm life, and of course, uh, Polly Shore, uh, or as he's known in this film, Crawl, is his name, C-R-A-W-L. Not C-R-U-L-L, not Crawl. Not Crawl, the Conqueror. Crawl. Crawl, the weasel. It's called the Conqueror. Oh, what did I say? Crawl. Crawl is the uh, the what? movie with the glaive. Do you remember that? Okay, the eighties. The what thing is, that he throws. And yeah. What is called? Called the Conqueror. Oh man, I confused the two. Yeah, it's I, a, I merged. He them. is a uh, um, like a great grandfather of Conan the Barbarian. Mm, Call. Yeah. Call and Conan. Call the Conqueror. Coming to NBC's this fall. Played by Kevin Sorbo. Oh really? They did a movie called Call the Conqueror. It was his before with Kevin he was, Sorbo. He was Hercules. No, it was on the at the height of his Hercules popularity. Hercules, Hercules. Well, the deal behind that was they were supposed to make a new Conan movie, mm. and this was before Jason Momoa, like all that stuff. Yeah, they were going to make, and the only reason I know this is because my mother used to do hair for one of the uh, no authors. Way. 
uh, like a Conan author, one of his wives. Uh, Shut up. L. Sprague de Camp. Uh, rest in peace, sir. And his uh, his late wife, I think she passed away too just recently, Catherine Crook de Camp. What's that name again? They L. Sprague de Camp. L. S. D. L. S. D. Lucy LSD-C. in the sky with diamonds. De Camps. Uh, so he used to write for Conan dogs. and they would give her books for me. Hmm. And so like when I was a teenager, I used to have a shit ton of Conan novels. Of course. Some of them signed. In fact, nice. I've got a couple of these. Uh, but he would give me like... <laughs> if you're the 150th Twitter, you can <laughs> you one of these Conan books. Conan. He used to give me these Conan novels though. Uh, and they were so psyched that like my mom had a son that was into Conan. Oh, cool. Uh, and so they would tell her all these things like they were in like these contract negotiations because mm-hmm. they wanted to make another Conan movie. But Schwarzenegger held some of those rights and he uh, was like I want to make another Conan movie but I won't make I won't let you make one unless I can play Conan. Mm. Like he was really holding on to that. He wouldn't let them cast another person as Conan. So eventually the studio's like dude we've got all this stuff, we've got funding, we're, we're ready to go, we want to make a Conan movie and at the last minute they had to change it to Call the Conqueror. Oh, interesting. Cuz it was also a uh, it was also a property from the uh, Conan books. Uh, I can't for the rest for the life of me. I can't remember the for name. For the life of me, I cannot remember what made us think that we were wise and we'd never come. <laughs> They're gonna work. Call the Conqueror. For the life in there. of me, <laughs> I call not. Uh, so uh. no, the um, I God, I can't remember his name, but he created Conan the Barbarian. He used to live in Austin, um, mm. but. Uh, yeah, they, he had this other property called Call the Conqueror, and so they decided to make the movie about that. Interesting, instead. like like same storylines and characters. Pretty and much just the names. same storyline. Yeah, they just they just kind of changed the name. But I mean, Call used to do the same shit. It was just another pulpy fiction kind of uh, medieval action hero, hmm. uh, and so that's that's kind of where that went. That's why Call the Conqueror became a movie. Uh, it was supposed to be a Conan movie, guys. There you go. Yeah. The more you know. Man, you guys are getting so much education this time. I know, right? Finding I'm out shit about so Pauly Shore things. and behind the scenes on Conan movies. It almost makes me not like him in this film anymore. <laughs> but uh, I got to say, but I you still do. enjoyed it when, uh, when I was watching it before I knew what a philanderer he was. Here's one of the things what that kind of pissed woman me stealer. off. Mm-hmm. One of the things that pissed me off about this movie mm-hmm. is that it turned into like this really... Like it, it's it came across like this horrible vanity project. Like everybody's like affecting Pauly Shore's speech pattern. Yeah, like immediately Carla Gugino's like, "Come on, buddy." I know it's a little and obnoxious. It's so she gets obnoxious. off the plane. She's dyed her hair. She's got a tattoo now. She's wearing yeah. the funky clothing. And again, all this within like the span of because at that Halloween party. So she's at, she's away to college and she's uh-huh. not having a good time. She's not fitting in. And the RA across a crawl the RA. Uh, is going to show her uh, the wonders of the world. Yes, I is. can show you the world. <laughs> Shining, shimmering, shimmering splendid. Uh, we both went two different jokes. We went two different jokes. Yours was better. Uh, not really. Cut that part out, Jeff. No, uh, so, no, but it, it annoyed me that you've got, like, and I'm going to let you get back to you. I'm going to let you finish. I'm going to let you finish. Thanks, I'm gonna Kanye. Let you finish. <laughs> but Jay-Z's hired a professional hitman to kill me. <laughs> What a fucking moron he uh, is too. I'm just you know what? Up. I'm changing my fucking recasting, and, Jen, and Kanye West is going <laughs> to be my crawl. Oh wow, that'd be great. <laughs> you just spot. I just want to put Kanye West with a white family and just <laughs> film him in real time, just spouting off any psychotic shit that he'd comes be, to his he'd mind. He'd be K Roll. He'd be like with a K K Roll mm-hmm. with his fu- fucked up face. He's got those fucked up chubby cheeks. What? Oh, he does kind yeah. of doesn't. He's um, storing nuts for the winter. Likes fish sticks. <laughs> 
I heard he was so bent out of shape by that fucking South Park episode. Good. And it makes me so happy. All it's right. It's just the same way Trump is about every time somebody makes fun of him. How about he, Trump and Kanye? We throw them in a room, mm. like Heath Ledger Joker style. We just break a pool cue. Yeah. And we're like, we're going to have tryouts. <laughs> Make it fast. <laughs> so... No, I just it, it, like by the end of the movie, you got like the grandfather character and the father. Are like we're I gonna have that. some tasty grindage. That's right. It really tweaks my melon to see a buff bro like crawl here and get wheezed on by another greasy scumbag yeah. like you. Yeah, schmucker with a name like crawl. <laughs> it has to be schmucker. <laughs> Uh, Isn't that the same guy, right? I, I recognized I his voice. I think it is. I like that he refers to him as Bartles and James. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I do have to say, that was my note here, that like when he says, hey, are you Bartles or James? Uh, it made me legitimately laugh mm-hmm. out loud. Mm-hmm. Jokes for old people. <laughs> Can I whittle wood with you? <laughs> he made me laugh. Oh, but anyway, okay, so it's Halloween, right, at the, in the dorm room. Bum, bum, She's bum, having a bad bum, time of it, and crawls over to rescue her. Bum, and um, so between that Halloween party... And Thanksgiving, we know she brings him on to Thanksgiving. What is that? Three to four weeks? Yeah, it's it's pretty. They pretty become quick. besties. They're going to the beach together. He they're... gives her a, a, like an updo. That's right. They're going. Uh, they're watching a mud wrestling together, which is one of my favorite pastimes. Judge where I take all my dates too to the mud wrestling. I did appreciate that scene. Yeah, that was the one scene in this movie where I was like, oh, wrestling. Oh, some TNA. <laughs> no, I was just like, you oh, were wrestling just into the wrestling. <laughs> I was like, wow, that was a suplex. Hey, what like, happened this last week? Hurricane Rana, like, fucking Brock Lesnar and uh, Goldberg. Goldberg, man, Goldberg came back. Everybody thought Brock Lesnar was going to win. I yeah, guess. well, and here's the logic behind it: the fact that like Brock Lesnar has beaten like all these guys in their prime that have still been wrestling like steadily for the past like at least ten years or so. Mm-hmm. He's you know fought John Cena, Randy Orton, uh, you know some really good competitors, uh, and then. You fucking get Bill Goldberg, who hasn't been in a ring in 12 years, Mm -hmm. and he comes out and he's like, ah, you know, that video game came out and Brock Lesnar talked shit about me, and I thought, you know what, if I came back, it would be to fight Brock. And it just kind of turned into this thing and escalated. Um, And so the match starts. It lasted two minutes. Oh, really? Another one of those? Brock Lesnar kind of picks up Bill Goldberg, throws him in the corner. Goldberg... Pushes him back and throws him to the... Like, he falls to the ground. Brock Lesnar falls to the ground. And so there's this, like, stare-off. So Brock gets up. (laughs) Goldberg spears him. And, like, just, you know, gets gets up in his face. And then gets in a corner. Waits for Brock Lesnar to get up again. Spears him again. Does his little, like, freak-out, like, pump-up-the-audience thing. And then Brock Lesnar gets up again. And he gives him the jackhammer uh, powerbomb or whatever the fuck it's called. the And uh, pile-driver. The jackhammer pile-driver. yes. And, uh, oh, yes, that one. I know the pile driver. <laughs> I played Street Fighter 2. I, I played with Zangief. Uh, and so so then he does that and pins him and wins the match. And people were losing their minds because, like, wait, uh, no, one, nostalgia factor, like, oh, that's pretty badass. Mm-hmm. Goldberg just beat fucking Brock Lesnar. That's cool. Uh, and I think for, like, your your average viewer, that's all right. But for me, I, I've i become kind of a wrestle snob. And, like, I like the story. Not the story that, like, the people are on the mic talking but there's a story being told right. in the ring as people are fighting each other. It's not unlike watching the third act of a Rocky movie. Mm-hmm. That like you know that fight is telling you a story of what's going on between those two characters, and that's what I get. That's what I enjoy getting out of wrestling when I watch it, especially when it's a good match. It's like wow, this is fantastic. This mm-hmm. you know the shift of power and the positioning and what's going on, the right. mental game. Yep. Like that's fun. It's fun for me to watch that. So when you get me psyched up and you're gonna and you're gonna have some dude beat Brock Lesnar. 
This dude that has been unbeatable for two years. It should go on longer than two minutes. It should go on longer than two minutes. Don't Tell they me a script story. that stuff out too? Like, uh, why really? do they? No, they don't. They kind of predetermine the finish, but while they're in the ring, they're calling sh- spots to each other. Oh. Like, okay, I'm going to do this. Now you. And they've got like their own little carny speak for it. Okay. But basically, <laughs> yeah, they just. They just work that out. <laughs> what does that sound like? Their I don't know. Speak. Up top. Yeah. Okay. Give me three. Like, they'll, they'll do stuff like that, you know? Interesting. And, can you and hear that, actually? Sometimes you can. Like, uh, John Cena is fucking loud. Oh, is he? <laughs> John Cena's fucking loud. And so you can always, like, if you isolate it a little bit, they fix you that can stuff hear what he po- says. Well, it's always live. But that's why a lot, of, a lot of wrestlers have, like, long hair. To hide the to ear hide pieces. It, and you'll see them, not earpieces. <laughs> they don't, they can't wrestle with the earpieces in. Why not? Usually the ref is their earpiece. Like the ref mm. is in there telling them, like, you know, if something's kind of going bad, they'll, t- they'll give them the time. You guys have like five minutes. Mm. Like that's what refs really do in the ring. But no, usually the wrestlers are kind of calling their, their spots and stuff. And I like, didn't know hey, that. I'm going to do that. You know, the, like the finish will be predetermined. Mm. Uh, but everything else, you know, like how we start, let's hit a couple of these spots. And then I thought it was all kind of predetermined. No, uh, interesting. Right. No, well, everything I know about these... wrestling, I learned from No Holds Barred. A lot of the <laughs> one of my favorite films. If you listen to this podcast, <laughs> well, then wrestling would be real to you. <laughs> well, no, wrestling would. It's not real. It's it is real. It's it's uh it's predetermined. It's yeah. staged. But so it, real. Didn't somebody get people, hurt? When people say time? when people say it's fake, that's mm. what pisses off wrestlers because right. they're like, no, that hurts still yes, when I do it. People die. Um, Somebody got injured this time, right? Yeah, uh, Shane McMahon. Uh, McMahon got Shane injured. McMahon got injured, mm. and in a in a cool little turn, uh, uh, Randy Orton, while he was outside the ring after what happened to Shane, he walked over to Shane McMahon's kid and his wife, and said like, "Hey, he's going to be okay." And then turned around and got back into the match. And a lot of people like, "You're not supposed to break character." Yeah. And a lot of people were like, "Dude, good on Randy Orton, man." What a fucking guy. You know, he broke character, let the guy's family know, hey, he's going to be all right, and then got back into it, man. Big ups. Yeah, because he would have got shit otherwise. I thought that was that was cool. I thought that was really cool Very that he cool. did that. Uh, so son-in-law. Son-in-law. We'll get back to it. Uh, so Wrestling. Yeah, I just thought it was uh, convenient that like within the span of three weeks between Halloween and Thanksgiving, all of a sudden they're BFFs. She's getting tattoos from Flea. Uh, yeah. and yes. <laughs> <laughs> this a cameo up. from Flea and Brendan Fraser. Last time they'll ever be in a movie together, eh? Uh, yeah. Hey, uh, who paid for Crawl's last-minute airline ticket? Uh, that's a good point, yes, because those are expensive, or yeah, especially, especially on Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. I just did that because uh, there was a, it was a chance I might have been flying to South Carolina uh, on Thursday. On Not purpose? happening anymore. Yeah, in-laws. Um, I mean, in-laws. <laughs> They're the best. Her family's in North Carolina? South Carolina? South Carolina, yeah. 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 Big difference. <laughs> not, not, not really. <laughs> because you see, Isn't South Carolina Spartanburg's went Spartanburg's in South Carolina. And North Carolina went Trump. Right? Isn't Spartanburg in South Carolina? It sure is. Yeah, I went there once. Did you? Uh-huh. The BMW plant. Cool story, bro. Yeah. Wait, uh, what was there? Or what uh, were you doing there? It was a... Because uh, they were releasing the X3, the, mm-hmm. the BMW X3. Oh, yeah. And they had done uh, like this advertising schedule with the radio station I was with at the time. And there was... One of the talent was doing an endorsement. And part of the endorsement was... They had to go to the the plant in Spartanburg and take the tour and uh, take part in this cool like stunt driving course. Ooh! Uh, well, he couldn't go, and so they're like, "Joe, do you want to go to Spartanburg?" I'm fucking terrified of flying at this point. Like, I don't want to go anywhere. <laughs> but at the same time, I'm like, "Wait, I'm gonna go for like a weekend and like do a James Bond like stunt driving school." Oh, that'd be awesome! And they're gonna put me up in a hotel for two nights. I'm on it. Nice. Do it. Send me. And so I went, oh my God, and I had a fucking blast, man. I had a fucking great time. Did you go over the Thanksgiving holiday, though? 
No, because no. the plane ticket would have been way too expensive. Nice yes. to bring it back. So yeah, how did that happen? That uh, they're able to just scrounge up a couple thousand dollars because um, he's the weasel. That's right. They can do anything. He willed it into existence. That's right. Uh, but yeah, I just thought it was a little uh, unbelievable that uh, they got so, such close of a bond in such a little time, and that and that she is so malleable. The fact that they they got that close of a bond and they weren't boning. Well, I, I kind of think that was sweet. I I I've. Because there wasn't like she wasn't attracted to him initially. Mm-hmm. He was a little weird. She he was just kind of the uh, um, the door into this this new world that she was following. Um, and that uh, later on her feelings uh, grew grew for him. I, I I thought that was kind of sweet. Yeah, I wish they would have played up a little bit more the fact that her grandfather like whittled her that horse. That gets broken when she's yeah. in the dorm. Like, otherwise she just seems like a spoiled child. Who, well, she does. Throughout most of this movie, she seems like a spoiled child. Yeah. Uh, and there are so many things that I guess they're kind of assuming that we know that we understand, like the the whittled horse mm-hmm. or the dinner that they go to their first night back for the Thanksgiving holiday or whatever. Like they go to a dinner. I think they're in a restaurant. But then, like, fucking Travis gets up and he's like, I want to thank you all for coming out and da da da. And then he like proposes to her. He's sitting at like a way other table. But he's like, you would think like this is my girlfriend. They We're going to together. sit together, exactly. Especially on this night when I'm going to propose. Yeah. And I know he tried to do it before, and she stopped him. But still, that's kind of a dick move to like put her on the spot. Yeah. That's like the the jumbotron. Like you never that never ends well. Well, and what was the end game on that? Thank you. This is my thing too. Yeah. She, she's like, I, I can't do this. Uh, you got to do something. Crawl. So crawl says, Hey, we're already engaged, <laughs> or something like that. Um. So you can't marry her. And through the whole film, she keeps talking about, you know, just three more days till this is over. Two more days till this is over, till, till we fly back. But what? You, you flew this guy home. Your family knows him and everything. Like, what, are you going to wait until then and then just tell him on the phone so you don't have to face the consequences face to face? Right. And the thing is, the consequences don't seem like, it doesn't seem like that big of a deal can't to you, me. I, I like, like, why can't you talk to your family and go, I'm not ready to get married? That could have been settled on the, on the ride home. Like, listen, we were in front of everybody. I didn't want to... Uh, yeah, I was gonna say I didn't want to publicly humiliate him, but she kind of did. Still, actually, a class act would have just said yes, yes, I will, and then handle it in private and let the no or say no in front of everybody. I don't know. I I think a what class act. I think I think it starts with him. Now this and this is what I'm talking about when it comes to Endgame. Mm-hmm. Why the fuck did he want to marry her so badly? Who oh, Travis? Yeah, uh, I think it's the challenge. I think he's one of these guys who gets what he what he wants and yeah. uh, had to get in them panties. You would go that far? No, I wouldn't. Like, who the no. fuck would go that far? That, that just that makes me worry about who wrote this film. Well, I, I, yes, and I say that too. But I think I think that the people who wrote this film look down on small town people, and that's apparent throughout. Everybody's kind yes. of backwards and hickish and, and inbred. Like they keep bringing up inbred. I know, and that's what makes me wonder why you like this movie so much. And it's also kind of perturbing because at the you end. come from small town America, just a small town boy, <laughs> grown up Raised in South Beaver. All right. <laughs> pardon me sure you're pardoned uh, I need, we need a cough button in here you know that or just turn off your mic how do you if do that if you're gonna cough just turn off your fucking mic uh, it's too many knobs <laughs> <laughs> I said no one <laughs> um, no that, that's seriously that makes me wonder because this, this movie does look down 
on small town life look and small down, town people. Look down, don't look them in the eye. Yeah, and and at the end, like you said, they all have kind of uh, uh, affected the weasel talk. Uh, and they're all saying the I things can't. and they want to be like him. And it's like, oh, if you, if you only just learn to let yourself go and dress like him, everything, everybody's lives are um, enriched. Better. Everybody mm-hmm. is enriched and in such an artificial way. Like, it's not natural the way everybody's suddenly like, you know what? He's improved our life and he's improved our lives together. Yeah. It's over the span of four days. Oh, he knows how to ride a tractor now. So uh, I'm going to accept him into my family. That and, isn't uh, even a thing. Like, he got me laid because he dressed my wife up in some he dressed my wife sexy up clothing. Although, which she, is a though? weird moment. She's too. wearing this like, to, oh my god, yeah. Like he busts he in goes on in her the bathroom on the mother, and he's like, "Hey, wait, you're hot," and she's like, "Oh, stop it." She's in a towel, like, and she's like, "No, please." Just, every woman I know would be like, "Get the get fuck the out, fuck out of here." Yeah. He comes up behind her and like grabs her around the waist, yeah. thinking it's uh, Carla Gugino. Also, I'd be pissed at that, too. Like, what if I was my daughter? <laughs> what were you going to do? Just have your way with her here in my bathroom, in my house? That's right. In front of my children, <laughs> in my home. Um, so, <laughs> uh, yeah, so... Like, he, he does, and I don't know how he wins the father over, because, like, there's that point where he gets the thresher, that, like, big... That big yeah, tractor, that the, big piece of equipment. The, the corn husker. And, and ruins his fucking farmland. He does. He writes his name land. in the crops. Like, uh, he makes his own crop circles, basically. Yeah. Uh, and, then, and, and then just kind of, like, saunters out of the machine. And he's like, and he's like hey. <laughs> hey, buddies. I guess Figured it that worked. first shift, right? Irks. <laughs> and they're all just like, well, I guess he showed us. No. no. He fucking ruined your. It's your crop. Like, he, that could be your fucking livelihood yes. for the season. I had that same thought as well. Motherfucker. But it's all in good. Well, Joe, this film is aimed at, like, tweeners, right? Which is exactly what I was when it came out in 93. I think it was about 13 or so. Uh, yeah. Um, and, uh,. I was just old enough to kind of think he was funny. I enjoyed his antics, right? Yeah, kind of laughed. Yeah. I, I wouldn't say he was a role model, but, um, you know, when you're watching He was MTV, a Ruiz. He was, he was cooler than all the squares that were in your family. Sure, and, yeah. Uh, I remember thinking, oh, how cool. I wish I wish Pauly Shore would come home and spend Thanksgiving with me. Did you ever try to grow your hair long like Pauly Shore? No, there was no way that was happening in my... <laughs> Dude, I tried to... Remember the remember the look in the, in the early to mid... Uh, maybe mid to late 90s where you'd wear an undershirt... And then you'd have like was a sport jacket over. No, no, just like oh. a, a like a like a flannel, like a like a uh-huh. short sleeve flannel. Yeah, but you wouldn't button it; you would leave it open so that the 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 undershirt would show so through, saw, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. that was the style that was going around. That and you wear your Doc Martens with your jeans, right? Basically, Dante from Clerks. Uh huh. Um, I tried to go to school like that one time. My mom said I was dressed like a bum. It's like, where you? No, you're not going. Why are you dressed like a bum? Take that off or button it up. She but was, not she was this. Like, put on your granimals <laughs> yeah. and your underoos. I'm like, mom. <laughs> You never let me do anything. Um, so she, uh, she was not having that. Going to my quiet place. There's no way I would have uh, been able to grow my hair out. Yeah. Uh, much less get a tattoo from Flea. What about Lorne? Uh, no, he was, uh, no. Was he? He, you know what my, my brother rocked? He had a red trucker hat. He was doing it before it was cool. Yeah. Where the red trucker hat well, was, I believe was that. inseparable. He's he definitely was like, the cool sibling. He was the Judah Friedlander of my family. <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> He's tall like him too. Yeah, he Come is. Think of it. Oh my gosh! And it funny. was so, it was so funny at the, at the Halloween thing at Free Play mm-hmm. where he's like, "You won't miss me," and like it wasn't because of his costume; it was because of how tall your brother. He's a six and a half foot. Yeah, red he's a Wookie. <laughs> your brother is a Wookie. <laughs> kind of is. Uh, Big that, lovable. Wookie. You guys should do that for Halloween one year. That'd be great. You be Han Solo. He be. Oh, I get to be Han. Yeah, in that pairing. 
Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I guess so. Yeah. Yeah. Because, yeah. I mean, if I was part of it, I'd be you, like, would, you would be Han? I'd be like, Han, if he wasn't Luke. lucky enough to get killed by Kylo Ren. Oh. Han, after he got out of shape. Spoiler alert. And he's like, mm. Hey, I hear uh, tickets are finally going to go on sale. They're saying uh, the day after Thanksgiving. Oh, that's cool. If you have to rely on seeing it in a theater like to pay for it. <gasps> what? I'm just saying that my promotional partnership with the studio <gasps> has been made official today. What? So we're totally doing a screening for it. What? Yes, What do you sir. mean? What you, like for Like your... what we did for Doctor Strange. So you're going like, to get to see like, the week the, of? The, the coxes and stuff. No got, way. Got them, in, got them in to see it. How about it, your like... podcasting buddy? How about your, your bro? How about oh. your boy? Oh man, no. Maybe you should include me in your Halloween plans. Oh, what? what? I'm kidding. You fucker. <laughs> I'm kidding. Oh, wow. You know I've got your back. Chickens are coming home. To you roost. know I've got your back, Jack. Much like the chickens on the farm <laughs> and son-in-law coming home to roost. Yeah. So we have Theo. Is Theo a member of the family? I don't know, but he's my favorite role in this. Theo movie. Theo is big fat. Theo, Theo? Theo is my favorite role in this. Why is he your movie? favorite role? I don't know. Like just, just something about the way that he interacts with Pauly Shore. Like I, I love them, and he's like. <laughs> There's no redeeming quality to Theo at all. He's just always... He is, to me, the perfect foil because he's constantly torturing Pauly Shore. He is for so no I reason, So I think right? that's why I like him so much. <laughs> he's like, you ever slaughter your own turkey? You know? And he puts him in the thing and he's just laughing his ass off. Yeah. Uh, I like Theo. <laughs> like, uh, I like how he reacts when... Controversial. Like, when uh, when Pauly Shore is like, do you want to hang out with me? He's like, hell no. Yeah. <laughs> like, he just... No, I like Theo a lot. There is a time when he's he's trying to show him the uh, the the ropes and uh, and Polly Shore something like I have something back home like that and he's like yeah that's great yeah, that, yeah <laughs> that's great like, that's beautiful uh huh the the one eighty rule gets murdered in this movie constantly oh I didn't notice that you didn't notice that Holy I'm usually looking out for stuff like that for those yeah. who don't know the one eighty rule is uh, is a little film editing technique uh, mm-hmm. where you're not supposed to break the uh, it, the, the, it con- the plane constantly happens like it, the the party scene mm-hmm. when they're in the dorm in the beginning uh and when they're doing the dance the square dance and all that stuff like they're they're breaking the 180 rule they break the 180 rule at the end where Travis comes in and like everyone's talking at the dinner table oh, and like I the that. weird weirdly most anticlimactic ending to it a movie. kind of is it all happens indoors about two minutes before credits roll, within a, like a two foot space. Yeah, exactly. And it's it's like here's where all the players are there, and Tiffany Amber Thiessen is there, and, uh, and Theo, you were there. <laughs> Theo is there again. I, Theo. I don't know why he's spending Thanksgiving with this family unless he's a part of the family. But he then he gets of, fired at the end. He gets so fired, but I guess he's not. But he's always there. Yeah, like it's like he has his own room. It's kind of like of mice and men. A little bit yeah. where. Um, Polly Shore's Lenny, no, uh, but, but like that—that that George and uh, look at the bunny. Oh my! I want to pet the bunny. Where George and Lenny lived on Curly's farm while they were doing the work, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and so that's kind of what Theo was doing mm-hmm. before he killed Curly's wife. <laughs> he just wanted to pet her. Just wanted to pet her. She was pretty. The hair was like the rabbits. Oh god! I also like how uh, I like <laughs> the. Fa- Maybe we should do that. <laughs> I like the father calling uh, Polly Shore. Oh, what we should do, uh, mice and men. Oh, <laughs> yeah, we should do <laughs> mice and men. I went back to what you were saying a second ago, <laughs> uh, like the the John Malkovich version. <laughs> yes, yeah, I think so. That's a weird one, man. It'd be hard to make fun of, though, right? Yeah. Although we did do the ringer, <laughs> we so did we did to kill a mockingbird. Not too far removed. That's true. We did, didn't we? Yeah. Yeah, I like how he gets his uh, keeps getting his name wrong. Calls him crotch and crap. <laughs> yes. There's a third one in there too. Hey, uh, crap, <laughs> crawl. God damn. God damn. You smell. <laughs> you stink to hell. He's one of the highlights of this film. He's the he father. He's fun. fun. But they all have their little moments. You're right. So he, he teaches uh, Crawl 
shows the mother how to dress sexy for her man. And and he, like, debugged the kid's computer. Debugs the kid's computer because he fools around with it because he's just like one of him. He's just a hacker like you. Um, just like an old hacker. And he gets the whole town uh, just enamored with him. They're doing line dancing. It's like doing Lars and the Real Girl. Uh, oh, interesting. Which yeah. I still haven't seen yet. Oh, my God. I know. it. It's on my list. Man, it's so good. Not on the podcast list, though. Would you no. think that, would that make a good I, podcast no, movie? No, it wouldn't. It would not. No, it's such a super sweet movie. It's no. so good. We can't do sweet movies. We can on do the sweet movies. We're doing Son in Law. Son in Law is a sweet film. Yeah, I don't know if I call this a sweet film. It kind of. I mean, like I don't like it. You're right. The people are. are, <laughs> don't are like this you, you didn't like it, huh? I didn't like this experience. It, it wasn't. I, I'm in no way going to say like this is the worst movie we've ever watched on this podcast. It's not. It's not. It's it's fine. I thought he was so lovable. It's it's just. He made me. It's he, one of it's. This is one of those movies that, like, if you liked it, mm-hmm. I honestly feel like you're you're not missing anything. If you know, if you don't go back and watch this movie, if you missed it and you don't go back and watch it, you're not missing anything. No, I'm it's not a very forgettable that, but, film. Uh, and yet, it stuck with me. I don't know why it stuck with me. Because I, I, you know I why? Because either. I because I liked in the end. Um, it was it was kind of Shakespearean, right? That they were they were pulling this ruse over Whoa. on everybody, uh, just in a way, you know. And Whoa. then uh, they 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 ended up falling in love. It was it was a little um, not taming of the shrew. What's the other one? Much about much ado much about ado. nothing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no. Um, <laughs> I mean, that was artificial. Everything was artificial, though. Like them falling in love didn't make any sense at all. It, it's weird that they're going to jump right to the engagement. Jump, they're they're just jumping like, right to the wedding. Hey, let's just be engaged just, still. Yeah. Like, how about we date a little longer than three weeks before we uh, decide this is right. forever? Mm-hmm. Like uh, three months ago, you didn't even like you were you were um, carrying around wooden ponies that your grandfather whittled. Yeah, and wearing mom jeans and were oh my gosh that weird nightgown that she had on. She was wearing like the <laughs> she looked like Gina Davis from Beetlejuice. Oh yeah, just fucking yes. went up to her neck. Yes, or the the um. Courtney Cox from Masters of the Universe. Yes, yeah. Uh-huh. With, the, with those puffy shoulders and everything. Mm-hmm. The fuck? But it was just a ruse, And remember? I get it. it was a ru- Everything's a ruse. She had her going out for those. word tonight. Ruse. Ruse. Mm-hmm. Or Star Wars, ruse one. <laughs> <laughs> ruse one. Going on sale. That's right. Uh, I can't wait, man. This is yeah. fun. Well, I wonder how it ends. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you think there's any secrets in here we don't know? Uh, I mean, seriously, we kind of... Like what? What could possibly, you know? We were watching um, uh, some of the Star Wars movies over the weekend again, and uh, Jenna hadn't seen the prequels. We watched the last act of uh, Episode Three because it was on, and she was like, "I had no idea this is how it how it all played out." And, and I was like, I, I was I kind of took the opportunity to quiz her. I was like, "What did What did you think would happen? What did you think would have happened?" And she was like, "Not this." It's like, yeah, speaking like a star, true Star Wars fan. Yeah, really lame score by John Williams it, in that it, one. It, it, like, that's not a theme. I remember thinking like the uh, the Darth the Maul theme. The Duel of the Fates is good. Even that was like, all right, <laughs> how many repeat bars are in that sheet music? Because it's just the they're same so, thing over and over no, again. No, that is damn true. But his his score for The Force Awakens was, and it's weird. Like his his score for The Force Awakens was so much deeper. Yeah, because he's not writing his own music anymore. <laughs> the tinfoil hat that you're wearing on about this is a tinfoil hat. I, I mean, it's, it's, it's Giacchino that made that whole soundtrack. All but confirmed. Hey, I found myself googling Joel McNeely to figure out what he was doing nowadays because he kind of kind of dropped off the face of the earth. I thought, and yeah. I was like, maybe he's actually the real John Williams now. That's right. But no, it turns out he's been... Uh, well, the doing... real John Williams, please stand up. 
Please stand up. She turns out he's Please been doing all up. the scores for these uh, directed DVD Disney sequels. Oh, okay. Bambi two, <laughs> Electric Boogaloo. <laughs> uh, hey, um, they, they bring the mother back to life. So then they they have this bachelor party for crawl. We're talking about Star Wars now. Does anybody? I mean, why did that not send up warning bells for yeah. anyone? That like Travis is like suddenly wants to do the the guy he wants to throw the bachelor party the girl crawl? that you stole from him her yeah. ex-boyfriend who uh, you publicly humiliated nobody's that hey, cool. man it's all it's all bygones nobody's like that all under the rug nobody's like that no you wouldn't be like that and what travis says if i could be like that <laughs> if you stole jenna away from me and uh yeah this is a weird hypothetical a seeing as how we both weird, have significant others it's a weird hypothetical never mind i'm not even gonna go down that route. jenna's just too tall for that too <laughs> you hear that jenna uh, you're too tall for me yeah Get shorter. Yeah, you'd have to get shorter. Mm-hmm. Just like that John Travolta movie. <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, so what Travis does at this bachelor party uh, that's supposed to be like, like... This is attempted murder, almost. I was about to say, I was like, this isn't just mean. This is fucking illegal. Like, what it's, you're doing, this is illegal. He, and I, I don't know if it was supposed to be a, a, a roofie. We didn't really have roofies back then. I mean, we did, because Bill Cosby has shown that they've been around for 30 years. Oh, or so. I beg the difference. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, he, we, we never see what the bottle of pills is. We just see it's a bottle of pills. Yeah. And he, he uh, hands it to Theo. Theo's it. Theo! Theo's in on it and Rudy. And Rufy. Rufy. And uh, hands it the bottle of pills and Theo pours, about pours it. half of the bottle in there. And Joe, have you ever chugged a beer before? Yeah, once. Do you think you would notice a yeah. dozen small pills going down your throat? I don't care yeah. if you're chugging it or lightly. Certainly, if you're lightly sipping it, you would yeah, notice. Yeah, I don't think pills dissolve quite It like doesn't that. happen that way. Yeah, no. he hands it to him immediately, and he's like, chug, chug. And then the, I, I guess we presume the same thing happens to poor Tiffany they Amber g- Yeah, they, they gave that to her. That's why when she sits down, he's like, here, have a beer. No, drink more. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, okay. So they're drugging her, too. Yeah. I wonder where this is going to go. Yeah. And it does. They uh, put them in a precarious situation in the barn. Uh-huh. Uh huh. And uh, and it and it pisses off Carla Gugino. Oh yeah, something and, fierce. And she gets so mad, she goes into her room and hugs herself. <laughs> she does that acting. <laughs> yeah, Carla Gugino. She, she wasn't quite as strong then. She became a better think? actress with time. <laughs> when when did that happen? What? I I think she's kind of weak. I think I think she's good. I think she's got some good uh-huh. stuff going on. Uh, I like liked to hear her. them. No, I liked her in 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 Watchmen. I thought she was really good. Watchmen, Watchmen is one of her better roles, but even then, she just kind of feels like they couldn't afford anybody better. <laughs> kind of like Malin Ack. Uh, what's her name? Malin Ackerman. Malin Ackerman. Yeah. She's she's who you get she's, when you can't yeah. afford Charlize Theron. Yeah, yeah, yeah. God, I didn't think of it that way. Mm-hmm. Wow. In fact, that entire movie is kind of filled with actors, with the exception of Carla Gugino did this movie, uh, this independent film called Electrolux, which was pretty good. Mm. Um, I'm familiar with that. Yeah, she's fine in the Spy Kids movies. You should check it out. I'm gonna uh, Sin City. I liked her a lot in Sin Electrolux. City. She played the um, Mickey Rourke's probation officer. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Forget yeah. about that. And she she looks goddamn good. She, but yes, she looks great. She's Joe. a great looking lady. But um, yeah, mm. this is maybe one of her better roles here in Son in Law mm. and Watchmen. So Son in Law. <laughs> I love how the father. Uh, no, we talked about that already. <clears throat> Yeah, I've I've got my yeah, my yeah. last note is mm-hmm. just oh poor Freddie Mercury <laughs> that they tied in crazy little thing called love yeah, at the end of this. That seemed that seemed weird. It seemed like yeah. a, an odd song choice uh-huh. for the because it had nothing like, to do with the rest of the Even if they picked like you're my best friend. You're my or, best friend. Yeah. Ooh, you make me. Like that's that's cool because it started with a friendship. 
Yeah, so I like that. There you go. That's that's it. That's all the notes <laughs> I have on this movie. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I know it's predictable. I know it's everybody's bad. We get it. Um, but it, it was the right place, right time for me. Like it was one of those films. Like I said, it was a tweener. I was done with the cartoons, and I, but I, this this film made me want to go to college. Should mm-hmm. follow through with that. Didn't. But uh, it made, really made me want to go to college because I wanted to live on the dorm. Uh, where where Flea was, <laughs> not Flea. Where Crawl was. Crawl was. It's like Flea was. I'm sure Flea tattoo was there shop. somewhere too. We cut off your Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'd be squishy, Lebowski. <laughs> um, uh, but uh, I don't know. I thought it was fun, and I did think that it was kind of sweet. This was. You know why? You know why? You know why, Joe? Because it just wasn't Encino Man, where Pauly Shore's running around doing his thing. Of course, he he did that. That's what he was paid to do. This movie would not have been made had Pauly Shore not have been attached to it, right? Right. Um, and the same thing with Biodome. He's just kind of fun-loving, the, but there's no heart to it. This one had a little bit of heart. It was about people trying to find themselves and uh, See, un- unlikely pairings. Of, of all his movies, mm-hmm. this is the one where they really tried to like throw down the most Pauly Shore-isms. Like, where sure. he affected like what the script was. That bothered me so much. Like yeah. in Encino Man and Biodome and in the Army Now, like it didn't seem like they were trying to affect his speech patterns. Everybody else around but, him. Like, yeah, that it was just him. He was this anomalous person, like in this real world. Mm-hmm. And so it was how he affected the climate around him. And that's fine, you know, but when he becomes like, when everyone starts becoming like a Polly Shore pod person, <laughs> like that's, that's a problem. Well, it's not supposed to be realistic, but uh, it's, it's funny. Everybody kind of lightens up. Everybody finds their inner crawl. You should find your inner crawl, Joe. Yeah, no, I found him. And yeah. he took out the girl that I had yeah, asked B- out. Biscuit found her inner crawl. <laughs> oh, sorry. Too soon? <laughs> no, Biscuit found crawl inner. Oh! oh! What happened to a Biscuit nowadays? She's married now. She yeah. just got married like two, three weeks ago. Uh, oh, oh, shit. Yeah, just recently. Does he know about Paul Shore? Does I he, don't know. Does he know about the weasel? What should I? Should is I he tell a listener? Him? Should I tell? <laughs> oh God, him? I haven't. I haven't. I honestly haven't talked to you. Just forward a time. link to this it's been podcast. Years. That's probably best. Um, oh my God! I just had a horrible thought. What? What if? What if I found out something horrible about Jenna? What if I found out that she? That she? Had what, been, wait, uh, let me think. What would be the worst? Yeah, thing who's for the you? worst person? Who do I? Depl- oh, um, who do I hate, Joe? <laughs> There are so many people. No, yeah, but like an actor who uh, just Nick, gosh, Nick Cage. No, no, no that I'd be fine with that actually. Would you be okay with that with Nicolas Cage? Yeah, it, just because it's weird. It'd be like a novelty. Like, yeah, Nicolas Cage. What about um, Mickey Rourke. Uh, I mean, Don Johnson. Even, I'm I mean, trying these, to think because are, you, you hated are, Billy. You hated uh, Harley Davidson, the Mall Romance. Yeah. Adam yeah, Sandler. But, but I mean, at least all the... Like, I, I would understand her being with all those people, right? And Andy Dick. Yeah. <laughs> uh, ding, ding, ding. Winner, winner. Chicken dinner. I think we found it. Andy Dick. Can uh, uh, you imagine? I just threw up in my mouth a little. Whatever whatever was in her mouth has been uh, in your mouth, No. Too. All right. And uh, next week on the ending day, <laughs> all right, Joel so slits you, his wrist. You, <laughs> so we're doing Girl Interrupted. Uh, all right, so... Or uh, Gone Girl. What, or Gone Girl, yeah, baby, Gone Gone. Mm-hmm. Where Barney, Barney Stinson. Dude, I just wanted NPH to become Barney Stinson in that movie. Like, mm. when he starts having sex with her, mm-hmm. I just wanted him to become, like, the barnacle and be like, ah. the, <laughs> This is legend? Wait for it. <laughs> and he gets killed. Oh. Oh. Spoiler, Spoiler alert. alert. <laughs> that would have been awesome. And then, like, at the end of the credits, he just they, like, come back to him dead on the bed, and he, like, oh. looks at the camera and goes, Dairy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wearing a suit. <laughs> uh, Gone Girl. 
Yes, it was a great film. <laughs> right here on the next. Um, no, okay. So, do you have any other notes? I thought I did. I feel like I could talk more about this movie, but I guess we kind of whatever uh, you want to do. If you no, want to talk a little bit more I, about it, I really don't. I just I I thought it was endearing. I I. It, as, as annoying as he is, you're either in with him or out. Like, he can be annoying. But I found him kind of lovable, and I, I found myself chuckling at some of the things he does and yeah. says. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Why did you hit me? <laughs> uh, yeah, the noises crying. he makes, yeah. Uh, all right, so what did Son-in-Law do right? Uh, I think it's a, it's a simple fish-out-of-water story, right? It's about people from different lifestyles, uh, and at the end, they kind of un- come to understand one another. And so I always like... I like that discovery yeah. in film. I thought it was done in a, in a, in a playful way. Okay. Um, what I thought uh, Son-in-Law did right was the secondary players. Mm-hmm. I liked the grandfather. I liked yeah, the dad. I liked fun. the mom. I, li- I liked all these people. The the brother. I liked Carla Gugino for the most part. Uh, Tiffany Amber Thiessen. Yeah. Who I didn't even know was in this movie. I was like, oh, yeah. I, I forgot like about her. that, too. Kelly Kapowski. Mm-hmm. I just wish maybe they'd let her do a little bit more of her routine before they like before Polly Shore passed out. Oh, my God. Yeah. You know? She even says that, too. That She's was, like, I was just getting started. I was just getting started. And that's yeah. like, that was Kelly Kapowski in her prime. Yeah, like, I know. This, come on. This was like right. This must have been like after striptease, right? Uh, oh, wait, what, what's the name of that movie with uh, the other? No, it was it was uh, Showgirls. Showgirls. Yeah. Yeah, I was right on Showgirls. So she didn't want to go full Showgirls. You never go full Showgirls. Never go full Showgirls because we saw what happened with Shannon. Uh, was it Elizabeth? Shannon Elizabeth? Mm, no, Shannon Elizabeth is um, the well, what's, what's her McCaller from? Oh, uh, from uh, Elizabeth American Berkeley. Pie. Elizabeth, Elizabeth Berkeley. Berkeley. Yeah, we saw what happened. Yeah, we did. Like, where the fuck is she now? Well, uh, exactly where her talent landed her, I would say. <laughs> Where's Tiffany Amber Thiessen? Exactly now? where her talent landed her. <laughs> okay, right. I mean, they were. It was a show for kids. I mean, at and the same time, they were pretty time, faces. It's. It's kind of, I don't know, it kind of bothers me that Mario Lopez is the most successful of that whole oh group. Oh, my God. Well, Paul Gosling Jr., whatever the fuck Paul his Gosler. name is. <laughs> what's his, what's his Paul name? Paul Gosler. Mark Paul Gosler. Is that what it is? Yes. Yeah, there you go. I combined him and Freddie Prince Jr., I think. <laughs> Paul Gosling Jr. <laughs> Ryan Gosling. Ryan Gosling. Freddie Prince, Prince Jr. Jr. And, Paul, and Mark Paul Gosler. Yeah, hey, it's awesome. all the same person. It's like a superhuman. <laughs> Like that's the that's the soldier of the future of like pretty blonde kids. Yeah, yeah. Um, they, no. and, and together they battle Mario <laughs> Lopez and Screech, who's just wielding a knife, Dustin Diamond, ready to shiv you. <laughs> He's like, I'm in the jail, bitch, and then come on you. Uh, all right, no. So uh, I think Mario Lopez is the most successful of those of those I think kids. You're probably right. Yeah. Um, okay. No, I thought the side players. I thought all the the, the supporting cast was fantastic in this mm-hmm. movie. Yeah, I agree. Uh, what did son-in-law do wrong? Well, um, again, it's a little force is a little rushed. I, I, I wish they would have uh, tweaked the story a little bit to make it a little more believable. I know that sounds funny, but still, I do not believe that these two people can. I think it's sweet that uh, you know you can find love in unlikely places, um, but uh, a little unbelievable that uh, she was just taken with him, smitten with him so quickly. Yeah, and it's just willing to do a to complete one eighty in her life. Mm-hmm. For this, like, this is the story of a lost woman, yeah. right? Just yeah. a lost girl yes. trying to find herself, and she's going to yeah. hitch her wagon to, to this any, guy who has Steven to, Tyler to PJs. a weasel. Yeah, she hitch her wagon to a weasel, and they even say it though. He's yeah, like, Calls now his... you've got your weasel gear. I'm like, what the fuck does that even mean? Yeah, I would understand if okay, fuck it. And people no, knew what so what? What son-in-law did wrong? Fucking Polly Shore. Yeah, I knew he's you'd the say wor- that. he's the worst part of this movie. He is the worst part of this fucking film. No, he's, you know you can do. But you, you don't have a film. You can without have him. your fucking no. You don't. You don't have this film without him. You couldn't put like a, a guess who's coming to dinner together. But who without would, someone funnier. But it wouldn't be entertaining. Who who would you get? And it wouldn't be entertaining at the time. Yeah, I don't know who was popular at the time. We're talking about nineteen ninety three. 
I would get fucking Mark Paul Gossler. <laughs> he did a he did a funnier movie but he called fucking Dead Man on Campus. Yeah, I know. But that he film was fantastic. He didn't have his own style and language and and and. But so sense. it was stupid. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. It it's stupid. for tweeners. It's for thirteen year old boys. Fuck tweeners. And I was right there, man. I saw it in theaters. Dude, loved it. I'm so embarrassed Son that I liked Pauly Shore. But I I am too. Um, but. Just because, but he didn't fuck you over. He didn't. He didn't, well, not directly. No, <laughs> I did give him money for several of his movies. <laughs> so in a way, he, he kind of fucked me. He's kind of, kind of fucked us all. Yeah. All right. Um, the great fucker, Pauly Shore. Pauly Shore. <laughs> Rest in peace. So if we were going to remake Son in Law, yeah, uh, how would we do that? Well, Joel? you can't do it. You can't do it with all Pauly Shore. But if we had to, man, I have cast. Oof, I got about ten people here. Looks like I have nine. I went all the way down. Oh, maybe I have nine. Oh, sounds like we're in do we're in uh, we're gonna be doing some we're ping- in ping pong territory. Yeah. All right. Cool. Who do we want to start with? Uh, Tiffany Amber Thiessen. The Tiffany Amber Thiessen, the Tracy character. Yeah, she seems low man on the totem pole, right? Okay. All right. Uh, I went with. I'm like, gonna warn you. I've got Uh-oh. a little bit. Uh, you got a, a theme a, going. Got on? Kind of a theme. Ooh, can I try to guess? You sure can. You think I'll get it? Maybe once we get to the end. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll see if I can get it sooner. Sure. I can name that. It's theme. not like a, another property theme. Mm-hmm. That's all I'm gonna say. It's an, okay, so it's not like Avenger, the cast of Avengers. Right, or something right, like right, that. right, right. Mm, interesting. Just, let's go. I know, right, you'll, I go. know you'll get it. Tiffany Amber Thiessen, Chloe Grace Moretz. Okay, uh, I think that's great casting. Thank you. I like to see Chloe Grace from Moretz play something that's a little bit, you know, not not the girl next door, not the star of the movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, I went with Leah Michelle. Oh, from, uh, uh, from uh, the, Glee. Po- Glee, thank you. I was going to say popular, whatever the name of that show is, where yeah. they sing and dance. Yes. Oh, I like, ooh, I like that a lot, actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, how about for Travis? Travis... Bad boy Travis. This is where you're you're gonna start getting the hints of my okay. of my of my uh, the the designs. Uh, my Travis, mm-hmm. who's the dick uh, who drugs crawl and mm-hmm. and Tracy and tries to win uh, Rebecca, right, is gonna be played by Lindsay Lohan. Hmm. Okay. Oh, I like it. Bad girls. Wait. Wait. What? Tra- a dude is played by Lindsay Lohan. Uh huh. Okay. Oh. Oh. All right. I, I think I'm. A small what you're stepping in. Okay. Uh, my Travis, I actually stuck with the, the correct gender, and I went with Miles Teller. I like Miles Teller, man. He can be a dick. I like him. Mm-hmm. Who do we have next? I got Grandpa. Pappy? Mm-hmm. My Pappy's played by Anthony Hopkins. Oh, nice. I almost went that route, uh, but I went Tommy Lee Jones. That's pretty good, dude. Crotchety old man. I just got a movie for um, from work called, with Tommy Lee Jones in it. It's He's looking new, old. That new Jason Statham mechanic resurrection movie. Mm. Yeah. I just I get these movies from work and now I'm like I'm just gonna bring it home watch next it. week on the editing babe no how about uh, Zach Zach he's a Lego maniac yeah he and is. for me he's played by Tom Holland Zach Spider-Man. is the little kid oh interesting uh-huh. is Spider-Man. it interesting are you really Lindsay interested Lohan. no no I am because I'm trying to figure out what you're doing here I have no idea what you're doing but I went with uh, Dustin Toothless from Stranger Things nice uh, what is that kid's name Gaten Matarazzo this is like the third time he's shown up in a recast because he's great and he's right about that age. Yeah, he is. How about uh, Theo? No, Theo. With the pudding pops. Uh, my Theo is played by Rebel Wilson. Okay. You are going all female with the exception of... I'm so confused here. All right. Well, I went uh, Tyler Labine. That's uh, great. From, That's uh, great. Zach and... No, no. no. Well, he was in Zach and Mary. He was. Porno. That's right. But, but I'm you're thinking Tucker and Tucker Dale, Dale versus Evil. Versus Evil. Chuck it. Fuck it. <laughs> Football. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> all right, who's next? We got four more, right? Uh, I we got the we, mother. We've got yeah, Connie, Sydney Walter, Crawl, and Rebecca. Mm-hmm. So, do you want to go with the mom? Let's do the mother. Uh, Connie, played by Renee Russo. 
What are you doing here? Uh, you, you'll see. All right, I'm not on it. Uh, but I went with Michelle Pfeiffer. She's about mm, that age Michelle now. Pfeiffer. Mm-hmm. You, you can sexify her up. God, she still looks Put her in a little pink top. She still looks fantastic. I think so, too. I just read a, an article recently. They were talking about Batman Returns and how they like had to vacuum seal her into her Batgirl or her yeah, Catwoman costume. I remember that. It's like, geez, they're like, yeah, she could only stay in it for a certain amount of time because like the pressure. Or just like, cut off circulation. Like, oh, my God. Wow. Uh, all right. Hot. So Walter, the mm. father, mm-hmm. played by Ron Perlman. Ron Perlman. Okay, I like that. Hellboy. Yeah. Uh, I went with uh, Richard Jenkins, if you know that. I love Richard Jenkins. Yeah, he's great. He's in Cabin in the Cabin Woods. in the Woods and uh, what was the Bridge of Spies movie? The Tourist. Tom Hanks. Tourist, that's he right. He was in The Tourist. All right, here we go. Carla Gugino, Rebecca. The Rebecca character. I went uh, Shailene Woodley. I love Shailene Woodley. Mm-hmm. Uh, I went with Ian Hemsworth. <laughs> oh, wait. Oh, okay. All right. Ian Hemsworth. Yes. Okay. I went with Ian Hemsworth, Joel, because my movie would be called Daughter-in-Law, mm-hmm. and the main character, Crawl, would be played by Amy Schumer. This would be an Amy Schumer vehicle. Oh! Because to me, she's kind of like our Polly Shore of today. She's a little bit, yeah. She's yeah. kind of raunchy, kind of... Amy Schumer, uh, directed by Judd Apatow. Oh, interesting. I like that. And I mean that when I say interesting <laughs> this time. That cool. is interesting. Well, I, I, uh, I, this was a tough one, because who do you get... To replace Pauly Shore. He's, I don't know. That was my problem. He's the weasel. Um, and I like what you did, but uh, I went with somebody who's uh, equally as, as crazy as out there. And uh, imagine, if you will, if uh, your daughter, when she grew up, brought home Shia LaBeouf oh from God. college. Just do it! And he lo- yeah, and he looks like he's crazy post-Indiana uh, Jones. <laughs> That's Shia pretty great. LaBeouf. That's pretty great. And he's trying to bed your dear Harper. Nope. Nope, not nope. happening. Right? No, no. I would be like, I don't care if you are Indiana Jones' son. <laughs> I'm fucking, uh, I will stab you what? in the eyes. My director is Adam McKay. That's good. There you go. Uh, if you guys have any thoughts about how you would recast Son-in-Law or thoughts about Son-in-Law, the movie itself, you can always share those on our Facebook page. We invite you to come and talk with us about this movie. Uh, just go to Facebook in the search bar, put in the editing bay. That's going to bring up that image of the woman with bleeding eyes. Uh, and that's where you can talk back to us. We've also got a website, right, Joel? Sure do. It is editingbay.com. Please go there. Please bookmark it. Anytime you want to find out something about Editing Bay, uh, you want to listen to some of our, our old uh, episodes that are in the iCarve. The iCarve. <laughs> Coming from Apple. It's going to do Apple fall. Knife for, for Thanksgiving. It's the the iCarve. Revolutionary knife we've ever built. The iCarve. Soon the iTurkey will be coming. <laughs> the iGobble. I gobble. Made of aluminium. Aluminium. Just like when they say that. He's an, advis- an advertisement. You better fucking trademark that shit because Apple will fucking use the that. iCarve. The iCarve. Oh, somebody's probably already got it. Yeah. So uh, visit us at iCarve.com. No, editingbay.com. You can listen to the archive, uh, hear all of our old past episodes. Uh, what have we talked about? We've talked about uh, 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 the No Holds Barred episode. About, yeah, the No Holds we Barred episode. We talked about dude, um, so good. other movies we've I mean, done. We, we, we talked about Judge Dredd. There's a lot of good stuff. You know what? Over your holidays, load up your, uh, your iCarve with um, podcasts, with episodes of the Editing Bay, which you can find on editingbay.com. Yeah, and the reason why you should check out the, I- the iCarve, God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> fucking did it too. Check out the archives on our website uh, <laughs> because you can get all of our past episodes. iTunes, for some reason, only carries our last 100. Yeah. And got- we've now got like three years worth of these, mm-hmm. of these episodes. Guys, you go back and listen to the editing bay, like start from the beginning. And I mean, we're talking... We're talking like 500 hours. I think so. Of this show. I think so. This is amazing. Guys. And that's just two episodes. We've... <laughs> <laughs> 
We've lasted longer than like podcasts that I really love listening to. We lasted longer than Jacko as the Energizer uh, <laughs> spokesperson. We lasted. Oi! We lasted longer than Nerd Poker with Brian Posehn. Oh, we friends. did. Yeah, we lasted longer than uh, uh, Heroes. Yeah, we did. Sorry, Ando. Like, this is, Listener this Ando. podcast has turned into like what we've lasted longer than. <laughs> we've lasted longer than my usual orgasm. Mm, like, yeah, we, yeah, we lasted longer than uh, Pauly Shore and Biscuit. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> I would never say these things off the air, you're, Joe. You're an asshole. It's, it's uh, for the listeners. <laughs> all right, guys. So, um, yeah, if you've got an Apple device, mm. go ahead and, uh, and give us a little rating and review. Go to your podcasting app. And why are you shaking your head? Because I'm thinking about that now. What a dick move that is it was for anybody to do. And I, you gave him a pass this entire I'm, episode. I'm not giving him a pass. I didn't. He didn't fuck me. <laughs> not yet. <laughs> He's gonna be like, "Hey, Joe, so you do a podcast with who? I'm gonna fuck everybody in your life, <laughs> and then I'm gonna make Joel be my podcast partner." Uh, no. Um, <laughs> go to your fucking Apple device, get your podcasting app, and put in so the editing bay and the search function, and uh, and go ahead and give us a five star rating and review. Let us uh, let us know what you like about the show. Uh, even you know if you have some criticism, go ahead and tell us what you think you no, might do no. different. Keep that to yourself. Keep it to your fucking self. Give us a five star rating and love our show. <laughs> Just tell us what we want to hear. We are the Donald Trump of podcasts. That's right. Just tell us what we want to know. If you tell us that you don't like us, you're stupid. You're disgusting. <laughs> Uh, you sound like De Niro from Good, Goodfellas. Know, right. Uh, and if you don't have an Apple device, that's no problem at all. Mm-mm. If you've got an Android, go ahead and download the Podcast Addict or Podcast Republic apps, and you can uh, you can find us in the iTunes library that way as well yep. and subscribe. Uh, what are we going to do next week? I don't know, because next week, well, we're, we're in December now. Uh-oh. Oh, it's remember. the holiday season. It's the holiday season. Well, this is your pick, Joe, so you can either do something seasonal or uh, off book the... The world is your oyster. I'm going to go off book because we still have some November. Like this final, po- the next oh, week's right. podcast is still going to fall in November. Not quite there. Uh, and so I'm going to pick, at first I was thinking, ooh, did you know, like 30 years ago, or was it 30 years ago? Mm-hmm. 40 years ago. Uh, yesterday, Rocky premiered. Oh. Like that was awesome. And then 25 years ago yesterday, an American tale premiered what the fuck is the, do those two i'm just no those, those are other. fantastic movies oh i thought you were going to theme here no those are both <laughs> i found a movie about a boxing mouse <laughs> <laughs> animated <laughs> and so we're gonna watch that no i just i just thought that was interesting like yeah. for real interesting yeah um not my type of interesting so i want to go back because you know november has been it's been a month <laughs> it mm. has been a month a month of fun a month of reunions mm. uh you know jay coming back into town yeah. you guys coming together for my birthday that was really cool um and so there's a movie mm-hmm. that uh that has a whole bunch of comedians in it it's got louis anderson hmm. uh richard belzer okay uh tim thomerson i can't i think that's his name the tool Whatever. man um it's this movie about a bunch of guys mm-hmm. who were in the same cub scout pack as kids and like 30 years later they come back together and they have one last like camp out, and while they're camping out, they end up uh, they end up in the sights of an escaped convict played by John Goodman. What? It's a movie called The Wrong Guys. I've never heard of this film, and it's probably not on any streaming. Oh, great! But if you've got your <laughs> if you've got a computer and you can rip it, I've got the disc. Do you? Yeah. Ooh, I'm gonna take uh, a look at that. So yeah, this movie called The Wrong Guys. Why do you have the? Di- 
Oh, never mind. I know why you have to dis. <laughs> because I love physical job. medium. <laughs> no, this is. I don't think you could find this anywhere either. This is a rare DVD to find. Be- so you purchased it, or I purchased it years ago. Oh, so you like lo- you love it that much? This is. Well, I don't want to say I love it. Okay. Because I haven't seen it in forever. Mm. Like I seriously haven't seen this movie since I was a kid. The wrong. But guys. I saw it in a store, and I was like, "Oh, I want to buy that because I remember that movie, and I- I'd like to see it again." And honestly, I have not fucking opened it. Since I bought it, and I that like, was years ago. I like the names you listed off. I'm yeah. in. I'm in so, based on that. So yeah, this movie called The Wrong Guys, uh, about a bunch of dudes who uh, get their Cub Scout troop back together. Interesting. Not to be confused with the other guys. Not not to be confused with the other guys. The wise guys. Or the um the wrong uh side of the highway. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck I'm trying to say. I know there was like another wrong something. The wrong turn. The wrong wrong turn. Wrong turn. The horror movie. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. Thank you for helping. Sure. That's what I'm here for. So that's why I'm your podcasting host. You're my podcasting. You are. You know. You know what? You're my podcasting uh, bro host. Oh, I'm a bro host with the most. (laughs) Don't try that one up. It. Uh, Listen, I will fucking leave your ass for Polly Shore. Fuck. All right, guys. We'll check you next week right here on the editing bay for the wrong guys. Jeff, thank you very much. Hey, Joel, always a pleasure. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. Gobble gobble, motherfucker. You've been listening to the Next Wave Radio Network. That's fucking gold.